Hello, and welcome to Up Next with AJ. We are back. It's 2022, and it's time for new episodes. I'm kicking off the year with a very, very amazing guest. Her name is Misty Dawn. She's one of my dearest friends and uh, one of my biggest inspirations as an artist and local musician. She is a country singer here in Nashville and an amazing person. So she's going to give us some tips and tricks today about what it means to be an independent artist and some some knowledge that we can all use as artists or creatives in today's world in succeeding and really creating a path for yourself. So let's bring her on. (laughs) Okay. So here we are with the amazing Misty Dawn. Say hello, Misty. Hello. (laughs) Ha-cha-cha. Welcome to Up Next with AJ. We're super happy to have you here. I don't know who he is. I'm super happy to have you here. (laughs) Your multiple personalities. Yes. (laughs) Well, I'm sure you, you, you know, like, obviously, Audrey Jane is you, but there's also like the stage you, right? So true. True. We all have that alter ego. Mm hmm. That's true. It is. So, Misty, super excited to have you here today. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about being an independent artist and (laughs) (laughs) what it means, what challenges come along with it, tips and tricks. Um, You are obviously a local independent artist here in Nashville. Damn straight. Heck yeah, you are. Um, so that's what I wanted to touch on was, you know, you're doing fantastic and I think there's a lot of people that can learn from what you're doing and thank you. Yeah. How you're doing it. So we'll, we'll get into some knowledge about that, but you know, before we do tell us more about who you are where you're from what you do sure well thank you for having me on I really appreciate it and uh I always want to know what's what's up and next with AJ so I'm excited (laughs) to be part of that um yeah I'm Misty Foster my middle name is Dawn so Misty Dawn is where that comes from and that is my legit god-given name uh, I'm from the complicated state of Texas, and, <laughs> and I have mixed feelings about that. I, I mean, I ultimately, you know, you love where you grow up, even if you don't always uh, identify with it. Um, and I grew up mostly doing theater and, and really, you know, since I was six years old, kind of in performance. Mm-hmm. And uh, to the point where I ended up moving to New York and living in New York City for 10 years and uh, did a lot of like a lot of theater, some off-Broadway stuff, almost, almost made it to Broadway, like la- final callbacks for something and um, did some wow. international tours. Yeah, like I didn't really, know that. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I got to the final callbacks for Frenchie uh, in Greece. And it was, I, I mean, it was like five rounds of callbacks. It was insane. Wow. So it was pretty devastating. <laughs> you didn't get it. But um, but now I look back on it and think like, hey, that's pretty cool that you made it that far. You know, but at the time I was like 20 and my my spirit was crushed. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, I did that for a long time and that's a big part of my background and and I'll talk about in a little bit how it influences where I'm at now um but I I also you know I live I've lived all over and kind of done a multitude of things and including like being a matchmaker and a travel blogger and I think that theater gives you that sort of uh, resilience and that uh growth mindset so that all leads me to I was at a conference in Bali. That sent, that sentence sounds so pretentious, but just bear with me. <laughs> I, was at a con- <laughs> I was at a conference in Bali, and um, I, I had this kind of awakening where I was like, "Well, you know, I, I had put performing and music on the back burner for like a six-year period, and then I had this moment where I was like, "Why? Why am I not doing this?" and I really examined and I was, I hadn't, I didn't really have any good reasons other than just like fear and doubt. And, and to be honest, maybe being a little um, burnt out from the New York theater scene and feeling like I didn't have the, I didn't have the energy to keep doing it. So it was actually nice to have a break from it all because then, you know, I got some real soulful life experience in that break. And then when I had my, um, when the desire was reignited, I felt like really ready. And I had a lot more, uh, under my belt in terms of confidence and just maybe more like settled in my soul of, of, Hey, you can do this and it doesn't have to look a certain way. You just need to do it because it makes you happy. So about two, wait, yeah, 2019, I moved to Nashville and uh right before the pandemic (laughs) which was super fun um and you know released my first few singles in 2020 during the pandemic which was also really interesting and uh you know it was about a year year and a half of okay here I am and I'm I'm ready to make myself known as a, a musician and a singer and um navigating what that looked like during a pandemic was really weird but also kind of liberating uh in the sense that I was like well you know this is my first go so if I mess up or no one (laughs) no one likes it it doesn't really matter and (laughs) I get to learn from it and grow and like find ways to communicate with people online which obviously is really important nowadays and Mm -hmm. uh fast forward to now and been here for few years and made a good con- uh sense of community with with you you like my my, my intel bessie and um been performing and getting back in the studio so really excited just about like where where my art is going and i feel like really really good and hopeful and like i said i don't have uh unrealistic expectations of what that looks like mm-hmm. awesome yeah. yeah, you've definitely, you have a very varied background in life. And mm. 
I think that's, you know, a rare thing in in people overall because, <laughs> you know, we we kind of get on one track and stick with it most of mm-hmm. the time. So the fact that you've gone down several avenues and just tested them out, I think it shows that, you know, coming to the realization that music is really what you want to do you know you took the time to really figure it out and yeah well and like everything I've you know I've done a lot of random jobs I'm not gonna lie and I like yes I've tried a lot of things Mm -hmm. But, but if I look back at all of it there's a common thread of creating an experience and performance so you know at the end of the day in a way I have been doing the same thing it's just taken a different uh taken different shapes but um mm-hmm. but but yeah singing has been consistent like I've been singing since I was a child mm-hmm. yeah I was just gonna ask do you feel like you've always been a performer oh yeah <laughs> my my mom has two things she has like a video of me you know like back in the day when VHS uh or cam recorders were like first on the market yeah. Me like running in and out of the, the, the room looking at it and I could see myself on the TV and I'm like posing and just being ridiculous. But then she also <laughs> has a story of like when I was, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there, she like comes upstairs to my room and I'm crying and she's like, what's wrong, Misty? And I apparently I told her I was practicing. So <laughs> <laughs> she was like, well, crap. <laughs> <laughs> practicing my tears so that I can pull them out whenever needed (laughs) oh my god (laughs) that's funny that's hilarious you're like just practicing it for later so that when you don't give me my ice cream yeah I'm ready (laughs) I'm just you know I I was very committed to performance (laughs) I love that yeah yeah that's uh you'd sometimes you can tell looking through the old VHS tapes and pictures and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about were you, were you like that too as a kid? Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I uh, have a picture on my dresser right now. of I'm clearly in the air jumping and singing something. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother's in the background in a Michael Jackson outfit. So Aww. it's just, the two of us were always doing shows and you know putting on little dances and stuff like that I love that so here we are fast forward to 2022 and uh you're chasing your dream as a musician um so tell me a little bit about sort of what style of music you do and along with that what to you looks like success Mm. in your world Mm -hmm. yeah so I call my style of music show country and I think the primary reason that I brand it that way is because it it all has going back to what we're just talking about like kind of a theatrical or dramatic flair to it and I don't mean that it sounds like musical theater because it doesn't but there's something big and cinematic about it you know yeah um at least a lot of it not all of it 
Um, and it, it does more or less fall under the, the country Americana umbrella. So for me, that's what, you know, the, the, the overarching brand is called, but I, within that, I think there's like some deserty blues vibes. There's like jazz, there's, you know, your old school folk. So it, it kind of pulls from a bunch of different things. I think right now the stuff that I'm working on does have more of that, you know, kind of outlaw feel to it. But again, I think mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's, it, it's paying homage to that like cinematic feel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with that. Well, thank you. Your music is awesome. It even has some of that like um, Broadway, you know, musical esque. Yeah, like some of it can be, but you know, but, but but I think I hesitate to say that because I think when you say that, people think of Oklahoma, you know, or they think oh. of, um, you know, something old school. When I, but but if you you know if you follow any musicals today, you know that they've become like super modern. I mean. Hamilton mm-hmm. is like a rap musical and anything in it is you know very relatable so yeah like there's elements of it that I guess you you could possibly take away from that but it's not it's not your there's a bright golden haze on the meadow <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> it's not like that um but uh yeah, you're right yeah. that's not what I I meant by it I was not talking about no I totally agree. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then as far as what success looks like to me, um, you know, I-, I go back and forth on it. But I think at the end of the day, I would feel happy and I would feel like I have achieved success if I'm uh, when I'm making a living full time as an artist and I'm getting to uh, tour and I'm getting and you know living not paycheck to paycheck like making more than that um and where I'm like respected in the community I don't need to be super super famous I mean of course like if that happens great but I'm I'm looking more for a career kind of like Margot Price or Brandy Carlisle like they've got they've got family they've got balance they've they're really respected people love working with them they kind of can do what they want to do and they're a little sassy and a little salty and people (laughs) love it, you know? Um, So yeah, I feel like that would make me really happy. But at the end of the day, if, if none of that ever happens, I will be, I will consider it successful if I just get to continue singing and performing in some capacity for as long as I can. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really important mm-hmm. for everyone as artists to kind of look inward and due to how competitive it can be and hard it can be, mm-hmm. just to ask themselves that question of, if X never happens, am I still going to be happy playing music? Yeah, and do you and still want to do it? Right, like if it's if you're not if someone told you today, yeah, you're not going to get that. You're not mm-hmm. never going to be Brandy Carlisle. Would you keep playing music? Yeah. You know? And if the answer is no, then 
maybe you're in it for the wrong reasons. Right, right, right. Totally. Yeah, I mean, you know, it should bring you joy. And it's, it's, it's not always going to bring you joy. The thing is, it's, it's a very hard, it's a very hard industry to be in. Um, it's a lot of no's, it's a lot of, you know, down and out on your luck. It's a lot of, um, feeling like no one's paying attention to you. And, you know, I think about this all the time. It's, it's, it's so vulnerable to be an artist and to share yourself in that way and to share your music and to share bits of your inner world. Right. And Mm -hmm because there's so many people who are doing that everyone is desensitized to it or not desensitized, but like it takes so much for someone to pay attention. And so it's hard for an artist not to take it really personal when someone doesn't like immediately identify with your music or doesn't uh, support you or, or doesn't like your music. And, you know, it's not necessarily personal, right? Like everyone is entitled to their own taste. Um, but it's, it's this inner conflict of, well, everyone wants you to be vulnerable. Everyone wants to to see you get out there and, and shine and do your best and put your your heart and soul on the line. But the business side of it also just wants you to be like super resilient. And it feels like the two don't always line up, even though, you know, if you create space for it, they can. But yeah. it's not it's not an easy it's not an easy route to to navigate. Right. Right. Yeah, and I think that does lead into sort of the discussion that we want to have today about being someone who kind of carves your own path. And I Mm -hmm. think due to the fact that there are a lot more artists out there nowadays, there's fewer who are backed by a label Mm -hmm. or have a manager or, you know, the things that I know maybe 20 or 30 years ago that was more common right and uh nowadays we're seeing a lot of successful artists who don't necessarily need those things in order to succeed so i know that you have been on that path along with some of our other friends myself included Mm -hmm. and so the first thing I wanted to talk about was something that you are currently doing and I think a lot of people could benefit from learning about and that is crowdfunding. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. You know, what exactly is it? How do you go about doing it? And what are the the benefits to it? Yeah, sure. I'm excited to talk about this. So I'm uh, currently crowdfunding for my- first full-length album called Tarantula and it's an eight-song LP it's uh, sort of this again sort of deserty cinematic journey of uh, the emotional arc of a woman who is navigating love loss grief and sort of the working through the societal expectations people put on her and deciding like how much of it she wants for herself versus how much other people want for her and where where she lands on all of that so you know I I really wanted to do a concept album and I really wanted to have something that that wove together like that I don't think that everyone necessarily needs or wants to do that um but because of that you know it 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 does take a little bit more startup and resources and I have a pretty big vision for it 
um, all the way to like, you know, what kind of music videos, et cetera, that I'd want. Now, will all of that be achieved? I don't know. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping it will be, and it might take a little longer, but, um, you know, crowdfunding is, is a great option because it's a direct to fan model and it allows people to patronize your work, support you mm-hmm. without, like you said, without having to go through a label, et cetera. Um, and having a lab- the backing of a label can be really great. It's a, it's still a valid avenue for a lot of people. Um, but I think what a lot of people who aren't in the industry don't realize is that, you know, a label's going to essentially give you an advanced loan and you have to make back that, that amount plus before you ever really even see any of the money for yourself. So there's a lot of people, a lot of artists who are on labels who don't necessarily, um, you know, have all of the things that you would think an artist has. And of course there are people who do, but they don't necessarily make as much money as you would um, assume that they make. This kind of gives you, this option gives you financial flexibility and freedom because it's more or less debt-free capital. And it gives you more control because the other thing with the label is that a label, depending on who you're working with, is going to come in and have a lot of creative control and say over what you're doing, which again is not a bad thing necessarily. It just depends on who you, who you as the artist are, what you're trying to achieve. And, um, and of course having the backing of a label is amazing. And, and ultimately I'd be thrilled if that happened, but that's not where I'm at right now. So what, what other option do I have? It's to go to my friends, my family, my fans and say, Hey guys, if you appreciate my music, if you love listening to my music, then like help me out. $10 is, you know, you're going to pay $10 for my music down the line anyway. So you're essentially pre-ordering what I'm about to make here. Right. Yeah. Um, And one thing that I like really did was approach it like, Hey, you're, you're a modern day Medici or a benefactor. Like you, you know, just like the Medici's, um, you know, fronted Michelangelo and all these other people all during that time, they were really the the reason that those artists succeeded and were able to create these amazing pieces of uh, art work or sorry, art <laughs> works of art. Why can't I say that? Or artwork. <laughs> artwork. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think it's a really great option. It's uh, obviously a lot of artists do it now. And like you said, you know, it's, it, it's wonderful that we are able to do that. Um, and, you know, to be honest, if you don't also, if you're not in the industry, you might not know that you don't, you don't necessarily make a lot of money off of streaming unless you're streaming like hundreds of thousands of streams per day. Mm-hmm. Um, so it takes a lot of money to make the music that everyone loves and enjoys. And, um, I'm, you know, a lot of artists, including myself, have previously fronted our own projects. So it's nice to have the help and to say like, let's collaborate. Let's build this together. Like you get to be part of this with me. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why I am doing it. And then, you know, to be honest, I, I don't think anyone really prepares you for how uh, hard and vulnerable it's going to be because it's, you're, you're literally, again, you're putting yourself out. You're already put yourself out there as a musician on a daily basis, just by sharing your work. Right. 
but this mm-hmm. is this is another le- level and another layer of like hey okay cool so I need you to invest in me I need you to um I would love for you to invest in me I'd love for you to pay attention to what I'm doing and believe in me enough to fund me and of course it like brings up all of these feelings about money and being capable and um self-worth and even if you're somebody who does a lot of internal work and you know that it's not anything personal and that um you're worthy regardless of the outcome it can get very hard because you're you're literally going to people and saying like can i have money right yeah Uh, and of course it's 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 going towards something it's not just like hey i need money to uh pay my rent which there's nothing wrong with asking for that either, but, um, you know, it's, it's different. It's a different way of communicating with people. Um, and you really have to go hard at it. You know, you have to go for as many no's as possible, uh, because the more no's you get, the more yeses you're going to get. So it's, it's showing up on social media every day. It's doing outreach messages every day. It's doing follow-ups, um, yeah. you know, and, and, and showing people what they're going to get, like giving them an idea of how, how this is going to pan out. So, and also like really creating some cool perks so that people feel like, okay, well, of course I want to invest in this. This is something that would be fun for me too. Um, so it was really important for me to, to, to do something where, you know, if I'm going to ask for people to fund and believe in me that they're going to get something in return, which is also why crowdfunding was like, the right option for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I think the key word there is like invest mm-hmm. because as artists who don't have a label or, you know, someone backing us, we are basically our entrepreneurs. We're independent businesses mm-hmm. and people in they get investors for you know startups all the time right and I think that's the parallel that kind of gets missed with a lot of people and why they maybe don't want to do something like crowdfunding because they think well why would I ask someone to give me money just to like record a song Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like you have to see it in that business mindset of right I'm sure that I don't know. I'm trying to think of someone who's like a big CEO now probably had to borrow money from someone or. Well, I mean, most of these companies have to do multiple seed rounds of funding, right? Like they're not just Mm -hmm. doing one round of funding. They're doing, you know, they're getting multiple rounds of funding for venture from venture capitalists. And really there's not any equivalent like that for artists except for labels. So Right. You know, and and the reality is, is that, you know, labels are notoriously hard to, to work with and get. And if, you know, the industry wants us to be continuing to put out music so that we can stay relevant and stay in people's field of, of vision. And of course, as artists, we want to be putting out music, but yeah, it's expensive. So unless you're doing something that you're making a ton of money and you can just funnel that money into it, uh, you know, there's not like a, a, a direct route. So I, I think that this is a nice middle ground. And of course it takes a lot of, uh, chutzpah and you got to like really push for it, but you know, mm-hmm. 
it's work. It is work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is work. I I mean, I've been posting about it like literally almost every day since I started the campaign. And again, like every day I have to get up and I have to reframe my mindset about it and be like, okay, get over yourself, get out of your own way, just post it. Because, you know, you also start thinking like, ah, are people annoyed? Are people going to, you know, never (laughs) want to talk to me again? And the reality is everyone's living their own lives, right? Like they're all busy. They're all doing something. And Maybe they saw it once and then, oh, I'll do it. I, I want to do it. I want to do it later. And then they, they need the reminder or, you know, if, if no one ever, if they see it and they don't like whatever, it's not, they're not going to disown you. And if they do, they're probably not your friend to begin with. Yeah. Or, or your follower or someone. Yeah. Else. I mean, exactly. You can have followers all day, but the people that, you know, there's a difference between those people and then the people who are going to invest in you or, mm-hmm. you know, take the time to, I mean, some people probably haven't even listened to your music yet and they follow you on Instagram. You know? Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You know, but I've also That's been, funny. I've also been like really delighted and just touched by the people who have come out and some unexpected people that, you know, people I don't know, people that, I know peripherally, you know, Mm -hmm. fans on Instagram and and Facebook. And it's, it's really nice because it's like, Oh, okay. This does make a difference and people do pay attention and they do like my music. And yeah. um, Yeah. I mean, it's, it feels really encouraging to see that even if it's not like, you know, I don't have Mm -hmm. a a million fans yet (laughs) and that's okay. Right. Right. It's better to have, you know, a thousand good fans than a million. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I have a question about that. Um, mm-hmm. the, the money that you make from your crowdfunding campaign, is that money that you need to, um, is that going to be taxed next year? Are you going to mm-hmm. write that as income? Yeah, it will have to be taxed. Okay. Yeah. It's good good information. <laughs> yeah, I think most people don't realize that. Um awesome. Yeah, I I just think crowdfunding or anything like that is definitely a good option for artists out there who may not have the capital to record. Mm-hmm. And of course, yeah, like you said, recording good quality music is expensive no matter where Mm -hmm. you are. Um, But that being said, what you do during the day. So I know that a lot of us as well as independent artists, we have a day job. Um, Mm -hmm. We don't, unfortunately, yet just (laughs) do music. Um, But if you could tell us about kind of what you do on a day-to-day basis and how that plays into being a musician and kind of what your work music balance is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, before I got into or got back into music, I was luckily already doing something remotely and that was digital marketing. So that really transitioned nicely into being a musician because a, I have flexibility in my schedule and B it's skills that I can apply to what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I do a lot of, I mean, I work for an agency. We do a lot of strategy. I do everything from 
media buying, meaning like I set up people's Facebook ads. Um, I do the copy, the creative, email marketing, all of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and it, I mean, it is a full-time job. So um, it's interesting. I think I'm still trying to figure out that work-life balance or that work-music balance because there's a lot of things that I know to do for myself that it's really hard to to take and apply because I you know similar to what we're just talking like it it requires time it requires money it requires energy you know for what it what it takes to grow someone's social media platform these days is like essentially a full-time job um mm-hmm. you know it's a lot like you have to be posting a lot and you have to be engaging a lot and you have to really figure out what kind of content your audience wants to see and that can take some time you know um so I think it's useful in the sense that like I I'm really I think I'm pretty good at like creating a a brand and a story and an aesthetic and and figuring out what my audience wants and I'm good at you know setting up ads and also you know I I, I don't always have the, the, the resources to do for myself what I do for my clients. Now I'm, I'm definitely like working towards that because I do think it's, it's valuable. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that it, I think takes some navigating because, you know, I find myself wanting to like post for myself during the day and I'm like, Oh, I gotta, gotta do work over here, but I also want to do this. So I try to like carve out some time, um, I try to schedule things in advance as much as I can, which is not always easy, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, a decent job. And in terms of, like I said, I, I have good hours. I make a, a decent wage. Um, and I'm able to take some money and, and put it towards this project. But, you know, again, this project is, is a lot bigger than, um, a one-off single. So, that's why I'm also asking for investment help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's something that no matter what you're doing as your, I guess, day job or whatever you do to pay your bills, it's important to, like you said, carve out time to keep up with your music and, mm-hmm. you know, plan ahead if you do want to use your own money to pay for things or Mm -hmm. if you don't have another strategy in place um but i think that you're in a great position by knowing so much about marketing and social media because that's the world we live in right now oh yeah it definitely is (laughs) and it's just getting it's just getting more and more into that territory you know and it's yeah. interesting because I, you know, to be honest, as someone in social media and marketing, things change so fast all the time. Yeah. Um, and there's, there's a lot of question about like, where are things going to head, especially with the metaverse and is the metaverse actually going to be a thing? I mean, obviously Facebook changed its name to meta, but you know, in terms of, are we actually moving towards a reality where everyone has a digital, digital avatar and are talking to each other in rooms and I don't necessarily love that (laughs) to be honest Um, (laughs) you know and I I have some 
some like yellow flags around like what does that mean for musicians like is there going to start if, if we live in a virtual and augmented world you know are we going to have to start learning and figuring out how to perform in those spaces and maybe the answer is yes maybe it's no I don't know I think people ultimately are going to you know human interaction and connection is is so crucial and I, I really hope that as a species we continue to prioritize that but uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, this is like kind of off topic, but I've actually been thinking about that a lot, like the depersonalization of art and how ironically, because of social media, we're all, we're all of these, you know, beautiful, wonderful people trying to carve out and showcase our personality and our art and our, um, ourselves on these platforms. And we're all competing for this space and trying to be authentic and again, because you see so much content and because you see so much of it from everybody else, it like almost desensitizes everybody to it. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's why I really hope that like, I really value live performance. I really value yeah. uh, being able to go and see someone perform because I think you, you, you don't get that same energy in the same way. Right. I agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not not to scare everyone about social media. It's great. Keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good tool for us as artists. So absolutely, absolutely. It's like I mean, you said. It's it's how you find your fans. You know. Right, right. And on that note, as someone who does it very well, I will say from what you know, I I struggle myself to to get it right and I'm always kind of looking to you to see uh you know what should I be doing oh um, I <laughs> think tell- you do great oh, well thank you I'm just like do a post post a thing, post a thing. I don't know yeah yeah so tell us <laughs> what are like two or three big tips or tricks that you would tell you know an artist out there who wants to get better at utilizing social media as a tool for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's the, the primary thing I would say is consistency, show up consistently, be consistent in your message and consistently engage. Um, okay. The more that you show up, the more that you post, the more that you engage, the more that you interact, the more the algorithm rewards that. And also people who are following you are going to start, getting that sense of who you are and they're going to, you know, potentially share your stuff with someone and, and, you know, pass it along, et cetera. Um, I also would say that, you know, think about your audience. You should always be thinking about how can I serve my audience? And that's hard. That's a hard question to answer as an artist, right? Yeah. Because we don't always, you know, we're not, we're not pushing a product. We are the product. So we have to think about, what kind of entertaining do, do does my audience want to see? So even if you just ask your audience, like, hey, what do you guys like to see the most? <laughs> Sometimes, like, that's an informative piece in, this, in and of itself. Um, and then, you know, getting out there and engaging. Like, follow – don't be stingy with your platform. I think that one thing I really can't stand are artists who are stingy with their platform, who aren't willing to, like, interact with other people, share other artists, share other people's stuff, uh, Mm. you know, be authentic. It's, it's a, it's a social network. Like it's designed for you to be social and to find random people and start up a conversation. I mean, 
I can't yeah. tell you how many I've met like so many friends on Instagram that I've never met in real life uh, or I met them like in real life after I met them on Instagram. My friend Sam is full of this. Like I don't even remember how we found each other, but we did. And we just like started sending each other voice text in Instagram and struck up a friendship. And now we're like really good friends. And, you know, he and I support each other's music like to the death. So mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and he's really good at it too. He's really great at like outreach and and, and interacting with people. So think about yeah. it as a, a space where it's it's like a virtual bar. Like you can go, yeah, say hi to someone, sure. and someone may strike up a convo with you and decide to follow you, and somebody might not. Right. Um. So yeah, consistency, figuring out how to serve your audience, and engagement, I think, are the the biggest things. And then, you know. <sighs> as far as what type of content to post, like I don't think that there's really a, a right or wrong answer. It kind of all goes back to what I was just saying. Like, what does your audience want to see? But also like, what are you really good at? You know, I think what I see on social media is a lot of artists lack uh, an identity. And I think this is also something that artists struggle with, like how to articulate their identity, how to articulate who they are and their music. Um, and really think about for yourself, like, what, what do you love the most that you do and how can you amplify that? Like people tend to overthink about what their identity is and think that they have to get really like artistic and moody and niche and weird. And that's not necessarily (laughs) it. It's like, what do you have about you that's relatable to a ton of people that you can amplify? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And sure, like, go be artistic about it. Like, come up with some cool shit, but don't, don't like try to, <laughs> don't like try to be an alien just because you think it's gonna attract people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to be an alien. <laughs> Unless you want to be an alien, then do it. You know. But, <laughs> but like, no, yeah. just know who you are and don't don't doubt it. Just go for it you know like you're not gonna make everyone happy and not everyone's gonna like you right but I also think you know what you gotta get over it but I also think like one thing to think about is okay if you know yourself and you know what your audience you you know what your audience likes what are some commonalities that you and your audience like so like for me I really love um like I'm a outside of country music I'm a, a pretty big nerd like I love star trek and cryptocurrency (laughs) and kung fu and you know social justice issues so like i also engage with people in those spaces because chances are they might also like what i'm doing because they share a common interest with me you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so don't be afraid to like branch out of music and like interact with people who you like in other spaces who might happen to like your stuff Right. And that's like kind of a, yeah, a core fan thing too. Mm-hmm. Every artist does have certain, t- I guess, I don't want to say types of people, but, you know, types of interests right. that match up with them as an artist, you know. Totally. Um, I mean, you don't see necessarily like all the nerds out there standing Britney Spears, <laughs> but that's like kind of on purpose you know right not really that that type of person but 
just getting niche with it and being like who like for me it's cats you know if I could find a yeah. cat people and oh they're out there <laughs> I know don't worry they're there <laughs> I, know. I know they're right here mm-hmm. yeah. um yeah that kind of stuff yeah yep it's a wild world out there um for sure media. well i um, think you're doing great too and you've got like really great content and it's very clear who you are and i don't know if i weren't well, already you. following you i'd want to follow you <laughs> <laughs> well there you heard it uh, if you're not following me and you're listening to this follow me <laughs> follow us both please yes please follow us um so i guess we just talked about social media but let's get to the real world mm-hmm. living in nashville uh music city what are some things you've learned here about being an artist who actually gets to be immersed in a awesome community and with tons of opportunities for uh, networking and live performance and mm-hmm. all of the above Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I'm still learning, to be honest, because, again, you know, I moved here right before the pandemic. And really, up until this past summer, I I didn't get to perform. So I just started performing really back in July in town, um, which has been awesome. But I still, you know, there's, there's so many little nuances about it that I'm, I'm still trying to figure out. But, you know, I think the biggest takeaway I would have is you know don't don't get intimidated by everybody else out there like uh, similar to social media you just have to I I know I say this and it's not easy but you have to figure out how to be proud of yourself and okay with yourself no matter what and no matter what anyone else is doing and you have to try to find a way to love what you're doing to the point where if you screw it up massively it doesn't matter because you're going to do it again um (laughs) And there are, there's really, there's a million opportunities out here and it's up to you how hard you want to go at it. Um, I think for me, I decided pretty early on, like, and no shade, like, I think this is a completely valid option, but like, I don't necessarily want to do, I don't want to be a a performer down on Broadway, right? Like, that's a whole thing. And Mm -hmm. it's a a great way for a lot of people to make money. Um, If you just want to be doing music, that's an excellent avenue. For me, I don't have that kind of, desire for that specifically so i i'm looking for you know specific ride arounds here here and there and also venues where i can do um full gigs and i know that it's going to take some time right and i'm also starting to look at like okay i've got some stuff under my belt here i want to keep doing that and i want to start looking uh at some places outside of nashville but mm-hmm. you know i think you got to also not judge any gig that you get because you never know who's going to be at any gig (laughs) and you just have to use use it as an opportunity to practice uh fine-tune your craft try out new material and network and yeah nothing comes of it nothing comes of it but like it's never a wasted opportunity in my mind right right yeah yeah i think there's always there's a little magic in every gig and every time that you're out Mm -hmm. amongst 
other people. I think there's kind of an undercurrent to Nashville that, um, yeah, even the nights that you walk away feeling like maybe you didn't accomplish what you wanted or you didn't meet as many people or do as well, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's still like, well, you still went and played in Nashville, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, which is so cool. <laughs> it's so cool. Think about how many people are out there dreaming of the day where they get to come and do that, you know? Right. And you have to always remember that. That's something I always remembered in New York. It's like, I freaking did it. I freaking moved to New York and I did it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't easy. And there definitely were days where I wanted to quit, but that's the same thing here. Like you're, you're living the dream that other people have been dreaming about. And yeah. you get to live that dream while dreaming bigger. And you have to keep going and dreaming bigger and bigger each time. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, amazing. Don't lose, don't lose the magic. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but I think uh, giving yourself some grace and breaks and, you know, mental uh, pauses are always good, too, for mm-hmm. not just music, but everything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so... Awesome. So before we wrap up, yeah, we're, we're going to play this or that. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's exciting. A little game uh, where we're going to get to know you. So I'm going to give you two options, this or that, and you're going to tell me which one you would rather pick. Are you okay. Ready? I think so. <laughs> Okay, we'll start easy. Uh, okay. Cats or dogs? Oh, oh, no. That's not easy. <laughs> That's the <laughs> hardest question you could have asked me. Oh, God. I thought it would be easy. No. Uh, okay, I have a dog, but I love cats. I've, I've <laughs> previously had cats. I love them both. Uh, all right, dog. Dog. Okay. Um summer or fall summer okay yeah me too (laughs) (laughs) you had this Uh, moment of like okay good we can still be friends (laughs) (laughs) uh beach or mountain oof beach by the mountains Yeah, we're going with beach. <laughs> You're like, you can't combine them. <laughs> Gotta stick with it. All right, fine. Beach. <laughs> um, liar or screamer? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. Say that again. <laughs> a liar or a screamer? Yes. Ooh. Uh... I think this. Okay, how how often is this happening in this hypothetical? Like, do I live with this person? I don't know. You just gotta pick. <laughs> no, there's too many variables. <laughs> I, I guess screamer. Okay, a, a screamer under the pretense that I don't live with them and I'm not hearing them scream all the time. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Um, 
would you rather have been a passenger on the Titanic (laughs) or on the plane that disappeared flying over Malaysia or that gosh I guess the Titanic, because we know what happened to them. Okay. We don't really know what happened in that plane, so it could be horrific. I mean, mean, the Titanic was horrific, but at least, like, I know what I'm getting into. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't as a passenger. Okay, but yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Someone just watched the Titanic. We know. (laughs) (laughs) Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then Dolly Parton or Miley Cyrus. Oh. Y'all gonna hate me, but I'm gonna go with Miley. Oh. She's nice. she's my she's so she's my boo. I just I'm so <laughs> I don't even I love Dolly. Dolly's amazing. Yeah. She's she's the best. She's the OG. Oh. Mm-hmm. But there's something about Miley that just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. No, she's great. She's great. She's amazing. Yeah. All right. And last one. Southern comfort food or sushi? Sushi. Hands down. Don't even have to think about it. (laughs) I would eat sushi for the rest of my life if that were an option. (laughs) I think you would eventually die from like possibly from like mercury poison or something yeah 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 but But whatever at least I die eating something that's delicious true worth it (laughs) hashtag worth it (laughs) wait what would you for the titanic or the malaysia (laughs) plane which one would you pick (laughs) um probably titanic because it's like my worst fear to die in a plane crash and really oh yeah i every time i fly on a plane i like can't stop myself from like picturing it crashing and i Mm. hate oh but i feel like a boat i don't know i wouldn't really think do you know what's in do you know what's in that ocean you don't yeah, but you die from the water, so it's like yeah, it's true. I'll just I want I want you to know that if we were on a, a piece of wood life raft, I would I would not let you go. Really? I would try. I'd try really hard to figure out how to get us both on there. Oh, thank God. Thank and then God. we just have to use each other as body heat and hope that someone saves us. Right. I think yeah. realistically, like probably Rose would have died too. In that. Oh, a hundred percent. Or at least like had to have her feet amputated. Yeah, right. Definitely. Like, I'm sorry. These people lo- had to have like frostbite and lost arms and limbs. I just don't buy it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it it was much worse than um, Leonardo DiCaprio and um, what's her face made it look. Yeah, Kate Winslet. Yeah. 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 They totally. romanticized it. Um, That's what they do. <laughs> God. Clearly, oh, no. I 
watch Titanic and it's still on my brain and <laughs> we just, we just so thank uh, you for letting me get the remainder of it hopefully out of my system it's we're look we're proce- we're all processing it like a decade <laughs> later so don't don't even worry <laughs> uh, we'll always our hearts will go on with <laughs> so good yep yeah well thank you so much for joining me yeah thank you so nice to i mean i always love talking to you obviously we we get i'm very lucky i get to talk to audrey all the time but it's fun (laughs) to like talk to you in in this this setting absolutely and everyone can see um how how crazy we are and awesome we are you know? double tr- we're double trouble uh-huh yeah. yeah yeah so anything you want us to know or last thoughts before we sign off here yeah if you guys do feel like contributing to the campaign it's um through a platform called iphone women and the the link is in my bio at misty dawn music and you can follow me on social on all of those. Uh, it's all of it's at Misty Dawn Music, um, mm-hmm. except for Facebook is Misty Dawn Sings. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, just you know, if you're if you're thinking of getting into music or you are a musician, just just keep going. And you know, there's there's not a I don't believe that there's a right way to to do it. It's doing it however it feels right to you. Mhm. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Keep holding on. Never let go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold on to that. May may music be like, well no, I don't want it to be like the rap, life raft because that's just depressing, but Yeah. Be like be like the blue gemstone that she's got. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I still think that might not be the right analogy, but you get what you get what I mean. I'm just thinking of it dropping to the bottom. Of the like, wait. Just don't let go, okay? The moral of the story is don't let go. If a large sum of money comes to you in the form of a diamond necklace, don't definitely te- don't dump that in the ocean. <laughs> Hold on to it. Maybe sell it so you can record an album. And... Yes. seriously (laughs) well on that note until next time you heard it from Misty Dawn and my name is Audrey Jane this is Up Next with AJ and we'll see you next time